And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is week two of the NFL season, and Michael is back. Thank God, because I'm going to tell you right now, without you here last week, being able to talk some things out, I fired away some real just stinker bets. Like Giants, I I knew that offensive line stunk. I needed somebody to be like, hey, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I think in our text message, I did tell you that. I said, ooh, let's, let's... Pump the brakes here. This Dallas defense is terrifying, which they really are. Um, yeah, it was. I know you had a bit of a rough week. I had. I actually had a pretty good week. I won't lie. I don't like this board this week, but uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> it's, it's a little slim pickings. The college side's a disaster this week yeah. as well. So it feels like we're in a bit of a groove or a, a, a gully. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. We also have the hardest task ever because the last time the listeners had us picking games we went undefeated in the playoffs against the spread so we've set the bar quite high for ourselves yes we have absolutely um any i think the biggest part for week two is i try to react but not overreact but there's a couple teams that we're going to cover that it feels like overreactions are needed this is probably not going to come out in time for it but vikings eagles are kicking off tonight thursday night football spread is at six and a half uh, these two teams man i I don't know if I want to overreact to the Vikings yet, but last year they won a bunch of close games. They didn't pull it out against Baker and my Bucks week one. Should Minnesota fans be panicking a little bit around this season and, and kind of the dynamics of this team? I think a little bit. I, th- I think you brought up a good point. Last season was just, I mean, they had a negative point differential with a 14-win season. I mean, just absurd. I mean, it's crazy to think about. So yeah, I think they should be a little concerned. Obviously, you know, they don't have Rodgers to deal with anymore, but every other team, in my opinion, I mean, including the Packers, they, they're they kind of ascending. So, yeah, I, I would be a little bit worried. I, I I don't see Minnesota going, like, to Detroit and winning right now. I don't see it. No, and this that that's a great point. It's like the NFC right now, if you're a Minnesota team, like, this is your window to try to capitalize because the NFC is down, but there's a lot of young teams starting to kind of ascend, like you said, um, and coming up and... It's a tough year to be them. They're going to they're going to have a tough test in that Eagles team. The one thing that stuck out to me is I don't know how this was allowed to happen. I blame people like polls for the Bears GM who did not take Jalen Carter before he got to the Eagles. But that man led the league in pressure rate last week on an already loaded defensive line. Like what the Eagles are doing. We'll see. The coaching staff to me is still a little bit iffy. We'll see. Um, But it feels like the talent the Eagles have put together is just. I don't, it's their NFC to lose at this point. <laughs> I agree. Them, that, I mean, you could maybe throw, maybe throw the Niners in there, but they just, I, I don't know. But this yeah, in terms of like this game here, like I, all I have in my brain now, in the last four games, they've four times they've played, it's two and two. But in my brain, all I can think of are the night games in Philly where they just kick the living shit out of the Vikings, <laughs> even like going back to the NFC championship, going back to last year. So I just, I, I can't. I can't not go with Philly. I, I got them earlier at six. I obviously like them more at six and six and a half, but yeah. I'd still probably take Philly. Well, it's a tough place for a guy like Kirk Cousins to go play when you got the Philly creatures crawling out from underneath the bleachers. I saw a guy get to the stadium today at like 7.30 a.m. He said he got 76 beers, three tomato pies, and a bottle of Jack Daniels like Tennessee honey for dessert because you can't go into the game sober. That's the environment he's going into. It's It never works well. It, it's going to be... Absolutely insane. 
Yes. All right. Let's move to some games that we will actually have some opinions on potentially. I don't know if I have a great one on this. Packers Falcons line is at one and a half. Falcons are favored in this one over under 40 and a half. And I'm not going to lie. I was flabbergasted is the word I'm going to use about how ridiculous Arthur Smith was in calling his game last week for the Falcons opener. You have Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and both of them, I think, saw one target each. What are we doing? It's the strangest thing ever. Um, he loves running the football. I will give it to him. They do it effectively. Uh, but- yeah. Robinson's going to be his new favorite toy. I mean, he, he had Henry in, in Tennessee. Now he's got Bijan Robinson. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I like what I saw from Jordan Love. We didn't we didn't really get to uh, yes. really preview them, but I was a believer in Jordan Love. I, I like the fact that he had just been sitting behind Rodgers. I like just kind of the whole the whole the way he's been brought into the NFL and just they've shown nothing but success from that in Green Bay. So yeah, I'm having a tough time here. Obviously, Aaron Jones is a big factor. We're not sure if he's gonna play or not. Um, so you know, if you are in on the Falcons, I'd probably get them now because Jones might not play, and I could see that moving. Um, but right now, I'm kind of leaning Packers money line. I just, I like the value there. Uh, I do worry just about the Falcons ability to literally just run the ball and hold on to the ball the entire game. Um, so I kind of do like the under, but I'm leaning green Bay here, but I, this just is one of those games that I just don't really like. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm not a huge fan. And unfortunately my scheduling was an issue when we did not get to preview the NFC. But one of the things that I would have said is one, I like the Packers as well. I think Jordan love the Packers seem to just be destined to haunt the Chicago bears forever and to always just have good quarterbacks. Um, But I was relatively high on, well, I was going to be high on the Falcons in the NFC South because I thought from all things in training camp and preseason, it seemed like this team was going to be a little bit more aggressive in the passing game. And if week one is an indication for how this team is going to, to trend the rest of the season, they're not going to do too well. Like they're that just is not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I like the Packers. I'm not betting the game any particular way. Um, but I, if you got into the head, I think I go Packers on this one as well. Chicago Bears and Tampa. Oh man, <laughs> I made this point on the recap show earlier this week. But do you find it at all odd that Pole seems to just be avoiding all criticisms, like? Coaching is, is definitely getting criticized in Chicago. Players are certainly being criticized, but Poles just seems to be walking around like he is the chosen child. And I look at this roster, I look at the coaching hires decisions, and I, I don't see what people are seeing in him as a GM. Yeah, I, I don't really either. Just the coaching staff is meh. The roster is meh. The the players' behavior on the team is meh. Um, yeah, I I don't think that he should be walking around puffing his chest out at all. I think this is an underachieving team. They have talent, but they they just can't seem to all put it together. Um, for this game, I think I know I know you're 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 the tank for Caleb Crew, and I don't blame you. But I think you match up really well against the Bears. I think their offensive line is going to struggle against your defensive line. Um, so yeah, I. I just I think the Bucs are going to really win in the trenches. And I think I think the Bucs are going to win again, Nate. <laughs> I, I said this when we when we signed Baker Mayfield. I gave an audible yell because I wanted to win zero games and draft <laughs> Caleb Williams or Drake May. Mm-hmm. Preferably Caleb, if he doesn't stay in college, if he came out, that is what I wanted. 
But no, we had to go out and hire Baker Mayfield, the definition of fuck around and win like five games a season. And that's exactly what's going to continue to happen. Clearly, the rocker room is behind him. When he dropped that shoulder in the Vikings game, you could tell the boys were getting going like, oh, yes, we've got ourselves a gamer. Oh, yeah. Um, there's still enough talent. Like our offensive line isn't great, but let's be honest. One of the reasons I think Ryan Poles is sort of doing a bad job is you lose Mac, you lose Hicks, you lose Quinn, and you never replace them. Instead, you draft two offensive linemen that probably were the wrong offensive linemen to draft in those draft classes, and you never get a true pressure guy. Um, I don't fear this defense from this Bears at all. Um, and then offensively, like apparently we're just not going to use Justin Fields greatest attribute, which is his legs, um, and make him a dual threat quarterback. And so I have zero concern of playing this Bears team. Now, maybe that's a little too cocky, but like I just think this is one of those games where we're going to fuck around and win, and we really shouldn't be because we stick. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> that's where I'm at with that. Seahawks-Lions, line is set at four and a half, over under 47 and a half. And, oof, man, <laughs> this... Things could go really bad for the Seahawks, but I think shift our focus a little bit to the Lions. They go out there, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, open up the season with a win. This is an emotional team that needs to kind of ride a, an emotional wave. How do we feel about this game breaking down? Do we think the Lions can step up a little bit more offensively? Because they didn't look great in that week one. You know, what what are we looking at here for these two teams? Um, yeah, the Seahawks just eat. Um, the Lions, yeah, they, I mean you got to like what you saw. you got to like, I mean, Jared Goff, when you give Goff time, you give him a pocket, he is a number one pick. He's a stud. It's just you got to give him that time, and you got to give him a pocket. And, I mean, that's hard to do in the NFL where there's just freakazoids everywhere. But, yeah, I mean, I like the Lions here. Last year, I don't even remember, this This game was a shootout. Um, so I, I, I like the over here. Uh, I think you and I, we, we root for Gino, but I know we're skeptical about Gino. I, I certainly am. I, you know, if you have a great season 10 years into your career, I, I definitely need to see that again. We did not see that week one. And I mean, he is surrounded by weapons there. So, I mean, I like what his weapons, but I'm going with the Lions start two and oh, I like them being able to cover the four and a half. And I, I'm thinking, you know, there'll probably be some points. I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, but this week, this week one, this might've been the worst week one for quarterbacks. I think I've ever seen. I mean, there were obviously some guys killed it, but collectively it was terrible. It was a disaster. And that's one of those things. I need to set an alarm every season for week one to be like, offenses are going to stink. Benders blindly (laughs) at underdogs because with the consolidated post or preseason and guys not really playing and offensive lines, not really getting that continuity. Like offenses just stink left and right. Um, and thank you for bringing up the G I have seen so many people just be like in awe and shock that he wasn't great. It's like he's in year. What? 11. Like he finally put together a great season. We enjoyed it on this show last year. We were rooting for him. We certainly profited it at times off of it. But like, if you're expecting a guy to repeat what he did in year 10 for like the first time in his career in year like 11, I got you some snake oil. I got to sell you. It cures everything you need. Like, what are we doing? Think of like Ryan Fitzpatrick that year on the Jets. Kind of same. Yeah. Similar. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. Um, the lines are interesting because their offense, I I was underwhelmed by Ben Johnson and kind of what this offense did. Man, do they need Williamson back in like the yeah. worst way in that offensive room. But it's a good point you bring up when Goff 
has time. He is a very efficient and effective quarterback. He's behind one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, it was interesting how they kept talking about the innovative ways they're going to use Gibbs, and that was simply yeah, by keeping him on the bench. So let's very let's innovative. Get to that, I mean, what? Is, my goodness, David Montgomery. No matter where he goes, he just gets twenty-five carries. I'm like, what are we doing? What does it, I'm getting to the point where he? I just assume he like is hacking phones or something, and has just got dirt on offensive coordinators. Like, what are we doing? Like, Gibbs was clearly the guy to go to, and we just continue to see him on the bench. Yeah, it drove me nuts. I don't know what we were doing there. I could not believe it. I did like the 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 Lions um, defense. I thought it stepped up pretty well against an undermanned Chiefs team. But nonetheless, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the best offensive duo in football. And so I thought they played well. Um, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks here. And that offense underperformed against a Rams defense. Which we'll talk about the Rams, but there is nobody on that defense outside of Aaron Donald. Yeah. All righty. Raiders. Bills line is set at eight and a half over under 47 and a half. And we got to talk about the elephant in the room. And that is Josh Allen being just the absolute madman that he is um, in that Monday night game. What are your takeaways? I guess for this bills team, I, um, I came on the recap show and just, you know, tutor on horn. Like we told you, so this window is starting to close. <laughs> um, where yeah. are you at with this, man? I tell you what, Last year, you know, we thought it was kind of, you know, Mahomes, Allen. It's it's not. It's not. Josh Allen, he's just a psychopath, dude. I, I mean, I I root for a team that has been starving for a quarterback for like 30 years. And of course, I would take Josh Allen. But I know he would fucking drive me nuts. I mean, I, he's just, he's out of his mind on the field. Like, I don't know what he's thinking. This is like, there's too much going on in his head or something. Now, I, I, I wonder... I'm not trying to bash on this guy because this guy's been bashed a lot. I wonder how much, you know, Diggs is just getting in his head because I do think Diggs just drives him nuts at the same time too. But then I also think maybe Diggs is, you know, maybe getting finger pointed at him a little bit too much because, I mean, he's just an absolute stud himself. But, yeah, dude, I, I just – I don't know. I don't know what to make of Josh Allen. He's so crazy. And uh, every single time he dropped back in that game, I, I was literally nervous for, like, where he was going to throw the ball. I was just like, oh, my God, what is he going to do? Um, but at the that same time, just like, is he not going to slide and just try to run yeah. over a ginormous lineman or linebacker? Like, what are we doing, dude? <laughs> he just refuses to slide. He's like seven yards past the line of scrimmage, faking a pitch to absolutely nobody. Uh, there's no one to pitch the ball to. I don't know <laughs> what is going on and why are you even faking a pitch? Like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, he, he just drives me nuts. And then you look over at the Raiders and, you know, they, they did come out with the dub last week. Going into the season, I thought the Raiders would be one of like the worst teams in the NFL, honestly. Um, but even so, this is definitely a game I'm not touching. Eight and a half week two, too big of a spread for me right now, especially when I just saw out of the Bills. Um, so, yeah, I just I really don't have much of a play. I think the Bills will win. It's at home, but I don't know about eight and a half. Yeah. And, and this is something we've sort of I think we do a pretty decent job of staying ahead of the mainstream media and predicting some trends. And when Dable left, there was concern, I think on both of our parts of what would Josh Allen, would he regress? Would he stay right where he was? I think Ken Dorsey is a good offensive coordinator from a scheme standpoint, but since week one of 2022, Josh Allen has thrown 20 interceptions and had 17 fumbles. That is almost exactly two picks or fumbles per game. In the AFC, that ain't going to cut it. It is too damn good to be giving away the ball like that. Oh, <laughs> 
Like, what are we doing? Um, there's been a regression. He is he is the definition of risk it for the biscuit. He's Jameis Winston without the like unintentional hilariousness oh, of yeah. Jameis Winston. He's better than Jameis Winston, but like as far as the risk it mentality, like fuck it, Diggs is down there somewhere and just tosses it up. It's insane. It's in the most infuriating thing ever. <laughs> it drives me nuts. <laughs> Could not believe it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna wait and see. I don't mind throwing them in the, maybe like a teaser bet. Yeah, even they're sitting at eight, they'll probably be featuring a lot. I don't have a ton of like faith in McDaniel's. I, I think you know, ex Broncos players have been pretty vocal about what they thought of McDaniel's when he was in in Denver. Um, I think that he's probably a little out of his depth. I don't love the Raiders off or roster, and I don't want to completely overreact. But this is one of those things where, like, if you don't have to bet it, don't bet it. And I'm just I'm staying away from it. Chargers Titans line is at three over under is 40 and a half. I posed this question earlier this week. What does Brandon Staley do? What value do you add? You are a defensive coordinator who managed to generate 17% pressure on dropbacks against Tua and seemingly just give away like the defense is designed to be like playing with leads protecting against the pass and they just get shredded. Now, granted, Miami's got a great offense. I don't want to take away from it, but like, what do you do, Brandon Staley? He does nothing. He is, in my opinion, 100% on the hot seat. I, I, I would pick him as, it's tough to say, like you don't see him really getting fired mid-season because this is a team that's going to compete most likely. But if the wheels start falling off and this team's like two and four for some reason, I could totally see him being the first coach to just get axed mid-season. Um, I, yeah, I totally think that's possible. Um, I, I don't, I think he's just, I just don't like him as a coach there whatsoever. Um, but however, at the same time, the Titans are not good. Um, this is kind of my, like, don't overthink it game of the week. I don't see how the Titans can keep up with the chargers. Um, so I, I'm taking the chargers and, and I don't even on my end here, I'm getting, I'm getting plus money on the spread for the chargers. I'm getting even money. Yeah, I think you got to take that. You got to take it. The only thing that would make me nervous about that is like the interior of that Chargers defensive line and like being able to stop Henry. But I don't know if you watched that game, Henry. It looks like this might be the cliff season because he was looking a little old and a little slow. Now it's week one. Maybe he's going to be, you know, a slow engine, but he's getting up there in age. And I was watching that game like, I don't know if he still got that step in him. I, I completely agree with you. And he only was in about 47% of the snaps, which is shocking. Um, so yeah, I I see what you're saying, 100%. Uh-huh. Um, I'd also, to your point about Brandon Staley, the other problem that's working against him is his new OC in Kellen Moore. Because if the offense is humming, Kellen Moore is a name that's been thrown around You know, every offseason or so. Right. Is he going to get an interview to be a head coach? Is he not? If you're, not, if you're a defensive-minded head coach and your defense stinks and you've got Kellen Moore and that offense humming... I've got to imagine the conversation goes on in the GM's brain of like, ooh, do we maybe cut our losses and see what we have potentially internally with Kellen Moore uh, in a potential head coaching job? Could be there. Yep, I don't hate it. All right. All right. Ravens, Bengals. Line is set at three over under 46 and a half. All right. I'm trying not to overreact here. And I think it's very easy to overreact either way. We had texted a little bit before this game. Ravens, them and the Chargers, they need to start fighting the trainers because what is going on with the health of these teams? It seemingly feels like every year there's high hopes, both for the Chargers and the Ravens. And then we start to get into the season and just everybody's getting injured. 
The injuries are starting to pile up for the Ravens. The Bengals obviously had a bad showing in Cleveland uh, last week. How do we start to make this game? Do you think there's a bounce back opportunity for the Bengals? Do you think the Ravens start to piece it together a little bit? Where's your head kind of at for this one? I mean, I always just in general, like in this matchup recently, I've always liked the Bengals just more, just how they match up against the Ravens. I, I've just always thought that they're the better team. Uh, the Bengals, and we also know the Bengals never play the Browns very well at all. No. One they, in five yeah. enjoy these time. I don't understand it. I don't either. They just don't play the Browns well. The Browns just run all over them. The Browns don't even like, like it's, it's not like they have some like high flying passing attack where they play the Bengals. It's just, no. just usually destroys them. Uh, Nick Chubb does and defensive coordinators change and the defense still stuffs the Bengals. Yeah. It just, yeah. it's mind boggling. It point. is mind boggling. It's very strange. Um, I, I definitely like them as kind of a, a get back here earlier. I was seeing a hook that hooks now gone. So I really do like them a lot better at three. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know the Bengals. Joe B need to you know just dust off a little little rust there. I don't know. I mean, obviously we're big Joe B fans here. I think everyone pretty much is a Joe B fan. Like he almost like operates without getting like getting criticized. But he looked like dog shit last week, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have to address that, but. I do like this as a get back game kind of for the Bengals. They're just, in my opinion, they're too good. Uh, they're too loaded. Uh, so I, I just, I like them here. I, I just, I don't see Baltimore coming in and really keeping up with them. I a hundred percent agree. Um, first of all, Joey B got a haircut, look good, feel good, play good uh-huh. long. You know, he finally cut off that nineties boy band look he had got going on. So already starting to feel a little better now. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going with momentum. Calf probably feeling a little bit better. Weather should be a little bit better. You're going to have a jun- bunch of just drunkos in Cincinnati. Cause Oktoberfest is going on downtown here in Cincinnati this weekend. Largest Oktoberfest in the outside of Germany. You're welcome for that United States little fact. <laughs> um, so it's going to be pure pandemonium down there in Paul Brown, even though it's like Paycor stadium now or whatever. Um, I do think this is a good game, and mostly because of the injuries. I, this is a lot to overcome. You're losing your center for the Ravens, probably. Left tackle Ron Staley's probably also not going to go. Um, so good luck trying to block Trey Henderson on the outside in that interior line. Um, Dax Hill showed out really well in coverage. Now, bad weather game. Deshaun had one of the worst picks I've ever seen in my life in that bad weather game. <laughs> but I do think that, that that hurts. You're still learning. I think Ravens fans also, Todd Munkin, there's been some questions about, you know, whether this is going to work. And the best way I can apply this is similar to college right now. For college fans, you'll get this reference, but Wisconsin is going from a power run offense to a new Luke Fickle trying to spread it out, high-flying offense. And it just, it doesn't switch right away. It doesn't just click like that. I mean, it clicks fast in the NFL, but you've got to remember here, we're going from we're going from a very run-heavy offense to now Todd Munkin trying to scheme it up week to week to these defenses. It's going to take a second. You're going to get pro- Mark Andrews back here at some point, who's a security blanket for Lamar. So I'm not full panic on the Ravens just yet, but the injuries are piling up. You got a Bengals team that got embarrassed this past Sunday, who's going to be looking for some revenge. The weather's going to be better. So footing should be better for Jamar Chase, Higgins, these kind of guys who just underperformed. Yeah, I like this as a bounce back. Without that hook, I've already bet. Bengals at three. It is one of my bets for the week. <laughs> to yep, say, I like it. And if you're a running back, don't ever go and play in Baltimore. Just don't. Do God it. no. Don't Holy do hell. I, I I feel bad for him at this point. Oh, it's yeah. just he cannot catch a break. Um. All right, Colts Texans. I don't have a ton on this, with the one exception that 
a lot of receivers are going to have some big days against this cold secondary. Oh, yeah. If you've got guys on your fantasy team or you're looking to bet the prop markets, just start flying away for wide receivers playing this cold secondary. It stinks. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Um, however, I look at this, I, I, you know, I know we don't like to go off week one, but when you know, have just two shit teams, I kind of do go off week one. The Colts, they played a good team. And you know what? They competed. Houston, they played a good team. They didn't really compete. So give me Andy. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a very fair assessment. That's about all I got for this one. I mean, if Indy can't manufacture pressure, like th- that secondary stinks. And CJ Stroud's good enough that, you know, even though he's a rookie, he's not incompetent. And we, He's got probably the, arguably the best, most transferable skills from this draft class as far as clean pockets go. He could throw a very accurate ball. So if he's getting some clean pockets to work with this weekend, he'll have some success. But I'm with you. The Colts just looked better. They played a good Jacksonville team. Anthony Richardson, I liked. I liked how they used his legs. He needs to learn how to slide <laughs> I mean, get out of contact. <laughs> My God. But this is also what happens when you've only played like 15 games of football as a quarterback. So, so um, all right, Chiefs, Jags, line is now at three and a half over under 51 and a half. Earlier, I was seeing some fours, but it looks like we're moving down. Um, Chris Jones gets signed, big signing. Chiefs panicked, gave him the money. Makes sense. One year deal. Um, they're going to need him on defense, as that showed. You're also probably going to get Travis Kelsey back. Um, there's some video, there's been some videos of him in training camp, and he doesn't look like a guy who's really trying to, uh, you know, take care of a knee right now. So it seems to be that, that his knee is good to go. So with that back, kind of the awful game that the wide receiving core had, is this a bounce back spot for the Kansas city chiefs or do the Jacksonville Jaguars continue to go two and O putting the chiefs in an O and two deficit to start the season? I didn't think it'd be possible, but I, I really think it could happen. Uh, I, I just, the Chiefs, man, it was kind of it was almost hard to watch. Like you could tell, like yeah, Mahomes is really good; he's the best player in the field. But man, some of those throws, it, it kind of reminded me of last year where where Aaron Rodgers was just like just just getting rid of the ball, just flinging it. Mahomes had a few of those, and I was just like, damn, I'd never seen that out of Patrick Mahomes. Um, obviously, he has no one to throw the ball to if Kelsey's not in. Um, it's it's pretty ugly. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I kind of lean Jacksonville here. I don't know if I have them winning, but I would not be shocked if they won. And if you're going to give me three and a half, I'm probably going to take them. Um, you know, this might be somewhat of a controversial thing to say, but I think by the end of the year, when it comes to being a pure passing quarterback, Trevor Lawrence might be number two in the NFL. Uh, He's going to be up there. I really think it's possible. Just, just being a pure passing quarterback, a pocket quarterback. I mean, obviously he can move and everything. But man, I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. Um, now this is this is highly unlikely, but I, I laughed about this earlier. Highly unlikely this happens, but it's possible. <laughs> what if we have a Detroit Lions Jacksonville Jaguars Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both pretty good. <laughs> they are both good. <laughs> that would just be unbelievable. I think people might riot if they saw that <laughs> on the marquee. <laughs> well, no, the oh well, shit. The mentalist dude from Hard Knocks, his prediction's now wrong. Yeah. Um, we were, oh. we were supposed to have 49ers, Jets, or whatever with him. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I definitely didn't put a future in based off that. 
But yeah, man, I, I like Jacksonville. I do. I do. Yeah, we talked about them in the preseason breakdown. What a difference. Just what a difference coaching makes. Competent coaching. The Pats get an OC. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. They look half decent on offense. You get Doug Peterson down there instead of Urban Myers to develop um, Trevor Lawrence and automatically makes starts to make a difference. Like These are things that matter uh, in the NFL, and he certainly does look good. Um, Travis Kelsey has been a bit of a, a Jags killer the last couple of years. Let's see how that works. I am convinced now that the chief strategy is simply, let's just get a bunch of fast dudes to stretch the field. So Travis Kelsey can just run under everything and, and catch like 15 yards and out balls. <laughs> it kind of does seem like that's all they do. Yeah. That's that feels like the offensive philosophy right now. It's like, we don't really need you to pass catch once we have Travis in. We just need you to run go routes. And then yeah. Travis is going to run under everything. <laughs> they are all very fast. They run ugly routes, but they can run. They could run straight very fast. <laughs> yes um I, this is gonna be this is a it's a very interesting game to watch i don't know if i i have anything to bet just yet for this i may bet the chiefs team total i'm gonna see what that number does this week because i do think like there's some extra you know juice here to kind of prove some things this week um so that might be something to bet but i i don't have a side directly on this and we'll see jacksonville is a team that i'm i'm certainly high on um i they're headed in the right direction which feels weird I think we're both on the same page. Would the NFL call Juwan Taylor out for being a lining up as a damn running back and getting like every false start on every play? Like they're like, I, it was so funny because Chris Collinsworth was about to like call it out and they'd immediately cut to the play every time he's about to be like, this is a false start. This is a false start. Oh, look, he's running up. He's lining up in the slot at this point. It was literally like the talk of the night and like the talk of the next morning. Like what's going on here? Yeah, it was it was very strange. I I, I don't understand what was going on. Last year, they were doing the same thing for the Chiefs and just oh. refusing to call it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, absolutely insane. All right, 49ers, Rams. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I think the 49ers might have the most talented roster in the league. I Brock, Brock saw 44% pressure on dropbacks and it was nimble as hell. That was incredibly impressive what I saw. And then you line that up with, I think the biggest litmus test for do you know ball the last couple of years is your opinion on Brandon Ayuk. Everybody's starting to pick up on that. I have him on both my fantasy teams. Nobody cares, but I do. Um, but that used to be like the litmus test, I think, for the last couple of years was like, how do you feel about Brandon Ayuk? And, and based on how people responded, you could be like, oh, they know ball. They don't know ball. The man, the masses are now starting to learn about that. You pair him with Debo. You got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You got Kittle. Like I, I, this offense, if Brock Purdy continues to play like this and be nimble in the pocket like this and deliver the ball on time, whew, I, I don't know how you stop it. I'm with you. Obviously, Shanahan puts, he's, he's a master of putting his quarterbacks in really good situations. Um, and just that team, the way they're built. I mean, they have Ayuk, they have Debo. I, I, I know people probably know, well, probably, maybe not anymore, but people probably know Debo a little better. Debo, the football player, is incredible. But when it comes to being pure wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk is the wide receiver in San Fran. He is an absolute monster. Uh, their defense just just terrorizes everyone. Um, and, and then, like you said earlier, the Rams, they don't have anyone on defense. I, I, I pride myself in my NFL knowledge, and I look at that defense, and I'm like, who the fuck are half of these people? Like, I don't even know who half of them are. 
what they did to the Seahawks week one, that defense in the second half should raise every alarm bell in every person's head in Seattle. They averaged like what? 25 yards. I think in the second half, the Seahawks against literally a no name defense, like Aaron Donald's it. That was the funniest hot mic moment ever with Chino going, Oh my God is Aaron Donald came unblocked up the middle. Oh, but yeah, there's nobody. Uh, c- congrats to, to, um, Oh my God. Stafford, my God, brain fart there Um, for still having it in him. I didn't think he had a minute to throw for more than 300 yards a game, Um, but he looked okay. I don't, they sold out for a Super Bowl. There's no real hope for the Rams here. Like they'll win a game or two every once in a while, but they did, they sold out for a Super Bowl. They got their Super Bowl and now they're in full rebuild mode. Um, And they're going against the 49ers team that holy hell I've already started. I keep refreshing the page to see the numbers for the 49ers giants game next Thursday. The giants shouldn't even get off the bus. They literally should not even get off the bus. Just call in sick. Say everybody got explosive diarrhea and don't show up to the game because that's going to be an absolute nightmare. It's going to be a bloodbath. I I know people compare like when when people talk about Parsons contract, they they point to Bosa's contract. Parsons is a monster. Bosa's better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes um i am betting the 49ers seven give it to me i there's no way this offense is is being stopped i did bet them they're one of my bets of the week yeah same giants cardinals um how do we react to this because the giants had the worst game ever um ever. on monday night literally and, ever yeah the cardinals have just stripped themselves for parts and are tanking for number one but i was yeah. I was shocked by how good that defense looked. I shouldn't say good, but how they didn't look like there were pushovers defensively and offensively. It wasn't the prettiest thing, but it was, it was a lot better than I had anticipated week one. How do we react to these week one performances and, and try to, to, to handle this game? Yeah. I mean, Arizona definitely, you know, they brought some fire. Gannon definitely has that defense. In, um, not, I mean, they're not great, but they, I mean, he, you know, he encourages them very well. Um, I mean, they were, they were, absolutely headhunting Sam Howell absolutely were headhunting I mean it was absurd I was like oh my god they're gonna kill Sam Howell um but whatever I mean it's it's football I mean it happens um their offense it was fine but I mean our defense really just kind of kicked the shit out of their offense um I, I do think that, that Washington's defense is nasty um and you know we turned the ball over three times so that did help them but man the Giants looked so bad I mean, that was just so horrific. Um, it, it, I'm taking the under in this game. I'm probably not messing with either of the spreads because I, I just, how can I take the Giants to cover four and a half right now? But then also, how can I put any faith in this Cardinals team? That The, the roster is just, it's so bad. And by the way, when <laughs> pointing out to Joshua Dobbs and how he's a rocket scientist, being a rocket scientist does not equate to being a good NFL quarterback. Nor defensive coordinator. Mac, Mac Patricia could tell you that one. <laughs> yeah. Whatsoever. They have nothing to do with each other. Yes, he is a very bright, intelligent individual. That does not mean he can play quarterback. <laughs> this is this is very true. Um, that offensive line for the Cowboys is a, a real problem. Evan Neal stinks. I, the, I feel bad for the guy because I, I all indications seems to be like he's trying hard, but he stinks. <laughs> that whole line is terrible. Um, right side. Oh my God. Um, I, I don't want to overreact to the giants completely yet because I do believe, I think we're both table believers for the most part, like he'll scheme. Like there will be at times 
opportunities for the Giants to get on the scoreboard. There will be something schemed up, a play that breaks their way in this game, but I'm just not confident enough about the whole product. I need to see it. I need them to to go again before I can make any form of intelligent breakdown of the, this team outside of they just stink. Um, the team that that haunted them was the Cowboys going up against the Jets. The line is nine and a half over under 38 and a half. The talk of the town. What do the New York Jets do at quarterback? Do they stick it out with Zach Wilson? Do they go out and try to make a trade? I've heard some really bad ideas. I've heard some half decent ideas. Um, I'll tell you right now that I, at what point are we going to stop the bit of the clay clickbait bit of like Colin Kaepernick's agent has reached out. The dude's 35. He hasn't played in seven years. What, what are we doing? Like, let's move on. There are other options here. Even like, I'm not trying to bash. I'm not trying to make this like bash Kaepernick segment. Oh yeah. No. Even when he's had opportunities to actually come back, it almost seems like he hasn't really been serious about it. Yeah. And at at this point he's been out seven years. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. I'm with you. So like, you can't really take that as a serious situation. I mean, I've seen some, like they want to maybe come get Jacoby Brissett. That's fine. Send us sauce Gardner. Um, (laughs) The price tag on that is going to be quite. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would be an option. Obviously, you know, I'm joking. We would not ask for sauce Gardner, but um, well, actually we should aim high. We should ask for him, but that would not happen. I think what you have to do, I mean, as much as this sucks, you're not going to get anybody great. So you're going to have to go with Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, maybe bring someone else in to back him up, but uh, yeah, it, it's tough to say um, either way. This is a really big spread. Um, I'm, probably staying away from the spread. I haven't looked at something like, you know, will there be a defensive touchdown scored? I kind of like maybe thinking that's certainly possible. Um, but yeah, the spread itself, I, I, I can't do this right now. The, the ideas I've liked the best for if they're not going to go Zach Wilson, which honestly, I think you trot them out and you see what you got the first couple of weeks. Now, I don't have a ton of faith because you brought in Nathaniel Hackett literally for Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's the only reason Nathaniel Hackett is employed by the New York Jets right now. Exactly. <laughs> Him and Randall Cobb, which yeah, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. I was about to say Randall Cobb. <laughs> Dude, he had to have the most oh shit moment ever. Like, fuck. <laughs> there goes my career. That's the end of my career. Yeah, um, it's like, I, I can't even teach the receivers what Aaron likes. <laughs> that's what he was doing all hard knocks. There's literally no purpose at this point, which is funny because even hard before hard knocks went on, we talked about that on yes. this preview. We're like, it, you know, Randall Cobb's at least there to kind of help guys like Wilson kind of figure out what Aaron likes and how to break off certain routes. And now it's, it's a big old nothing bag. Yeah, um, the I mean, two ideas I liked though, Jameis Winston, because it would be hilarious. He oh, is yeah. That would be, I mean, he's going to turn over the ball as much as Zach Wilson probably is, but at least you're going to have some laughs out of it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I would enjoy the comedy show. And the other one, I don't like as as much, but maybe not a half bad. It, this would be Brad Johnson Bucks kind of bet or Trent Dilfert Ravens kind of bet. Like our defense is so good. We just need a guy who's not going to turn over the ball a ton. Can't really chuck it down the field very far, but like we can work with it. Andy Dolan, because you're going to pay peanuts for him. He's not going to, at this point in his career, he's going to be relatively conservative with it. And at that point, you are betting the like, all right, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, just don't throw interceptions. The defense will hold games close. I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. That's the one I think I like. Because while Jacoby Brissett would be great, I think that the commanders would rake them over the coals for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, yes. They, the commanders definitely want to hold on to Brissett because Howell took a lot of hits the other day. <laughs> yes. So that idea is a dumb one. I've seen that one going around. I've seen the Kaepernick one going around. Dumb. Carson Wentz, why? <laughs> like, you're literally just, that is Zach Wilson, but he can't run as well. Like, that. that's oh. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Like, what are we doing here? Um, as far as the game goes, I agree. I, I don't love the spreads here. These are two very good defenses at this point. This is why the unders at 38 and a half with a nine and a half point spread. Um, and at the end of the day, the Jets, while the offensive line isn't great, they can still run the ball and eat clock. And if, you know, Zach Wilson isn't a maniac with the football, it's a very good defense. So I wasn't overly impressed with the Cowboys offense. I don't think Mike, Mike McCarthy's sticking his hand up like, oh, yeah, that was my offensive game plan. I'm like, okay, that was not that impressive. Not at all. Uh, and Dak, Dak doesn't move as well anymore. No, I, I was literally just about to say, did you pick up on that? Because it felt like maybe it was the rain. I don't know. Maybe. Or like what whatever. But he looked he looked a little off yeah. from the Com- mobility department. Completely agree. All right. Your commanders. Going a mile high to play Russ and Sean Payton. Line is set at three and a half. You are the underdogs over under 39 and a half. I'm going to give you the floor on this one because I I don't have a ton on this. Outside of your defense is disgustingly good. Yes, the defense is absolutely nasty. The, The defensive line is just ridiculous. The secondary is young and really fast and really hungry. Um, I love our defense. Uh, Denver's defense, also nasty. Um, I like an under in this one. I like us to cover. I don't really like us to win. I, I just think going into Denver is just just very tough for us to do. Um, but I definitely like definitely like the under. I like us to cover, especially if you're giving us a hook there. I think it will be a close game. Uh, I do kind of lean Denver probably winning this game, but I would not be surprised if we were able to squeak it out. Uh, right now, though, our, our offensive line is so bad and that's just an issue when you're dealing with a young quarterback uh i I think this so far sam actually i mean he he had some moments last game where i was like but so far i mean he's two and in his career he's pretty much passed every single test that's been thrown at him i think this will be a struggle i I do i I just think going to denver in your second game on your first first year starting i i just i don't like us here i do like us to cover but i don't like us to win this game i agree and you tack that on he's trying to learn eric benemy's kind of style i guess we'll say um i'm with you i i i'm sticking away from this one it's two very good defenses it's going to be a good one to watch to kind of gauge how we do this because there's prevailing theory that russ might be cooked i have a bit of that that inkling but sean payton does get the best out of cooked quarterbacks i mean look at what drew Brees was what he was able to i mean he squeezed that bottle that drew Brees was essentially the toothpaste that you don't want to buy the new one of and you just keep squeezing something out of it so maybe he gets a little bit extra juice out of russell but i i do think russ is cooked the only thing i want to point about russ that people don't talk about enough he sucked his last year in seattle yeah he wasn't good he wasn't that good and we all just chalked it up to Pete Carroll losing his marbles. And it's like, no, Pete Carroll wasn't losing his marbles. No. This dude just kind of stinks now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Dolphins Patriots. I have this game circled as a game to watch. I am very interested to see how this one goes. The line is at three over under 46 and a half. And the reason I am got this one circled is because I was presently surprised by the Pats. I thought they played pretty damn well against that Eagles defense. I was not expecting 
Mac Jones to have. Now, granted, they still lose the game, and it was probably infuriating as hell to have Tom Brady in the stadium, and you get two opportunities late in the game, and you can't convert anything, and just being so used to seeing that for so many years of like, oh, they just fumbled the ball, and we're down in the fourth quarter late. Yeah, we're going to score a touchdown here and win the game, and that just didn't happen. But you had injuries and missing parts all along the offensive line, and Mac Jones still went out there against a very good defensive front and played pretty solid. And then you flip it, You've got a Dolphins offense that was just running rough shot on the Chargers. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen here against the Pats because Bill Belichick is a much, much better at scheming things than Brandon Staley. And the biggest takeaway was 17% pressure. I would be willing to bet everything I have that the Patriots are going to manage to do better than 17% pressure on Tua. And how does he respond when things get a little uncomfortable? Because he wasn't that uncomfortable in the, the Chargers game. Yep, I, I agree. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I, obviously, the Patriots the coaching staff they'll they'll know how to scheme up. They will see that you can literally run all over this Dolphins defense. My God, just hand the ball off and just run. Um, so I, I like that. Um, I do agree. I was pleasantly surprised by the Patriots. Um, I I know he fumbled and his line doesn't look that good, but even Zeke popped a few runs. I was like, oh wow, Zeke, look at that. Like, they might they might actually be able to use him a little bit. Um, Hunter Henry's beast. He's, I think he's a very underappreciated tight end. I think he's very good. Um, yeah, look at that. You get you utilize your tight ends, and look what happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good thing. They're they're big guys throwing the ball. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Daniels uh, just refused to use them. <laughs> I know. Why did we re? Why did the Patriots reset the tight end market if you're just not going to throw it to them? I'm not going to throw it to them. I know. The most bizarre last thing two is- years they've just been brain dead in the offensive. Oh, yeah coordinator room in new england just totally brain dead but yeah i mean this is a tough one i i think you know this is a high flying dolphins team but you know are they are they for real i don't know tough to say um i i lean dolphins a little bit but i wouldn't be surprised if the pats were able to sneak out a win here yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaning Pat. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I'm leaning Pats. I still want to see what the injury report's going to look like for that offensive line. You know, we still don't know a ton about who they're actually going to be able to roll out for that offensive line come Sunday. So I'm going to look at the injury report, go there. It's a slight lean because it's a divisional game. Bill Belichick knows this well, but it's Mike McDaniels. I mean, my God, the dude is very good. And the way he schemes things up, that has to be so infuriating because he sends Tyree Hill in motion so much to just be trailing, to allow Tyree Hill to get a running start, essentially, and then try to guard him as a defense must be the most infuriating thing in the world. I, I can't, I can't even imagine trying to. <laughs> it's a cheat code. You got Waddle and Hill. Like what? he's, he, he's so fast. He's so good. I mean, I've been kind of on the Tyree. I mean, who's not on the Tyree kill train, but like, I've been on like the Tyree kill is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Like I, I, I know everyone loves Justin Jefferson. I get it, but dude, I, I mean, he's a God. cheat code. My he's God. an absolute cheat code. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Saints Panthers. I don't have a ton on this outside of if you're a Panthers fan, Break out your rosemary, or your rosemary, your prayer beads. <laughs> Say a hail mary yeah. for Bryce Young to survive this game because that offensive line looks rough. And you know who has a good defense line? The Saints. That is still a very good defensive line. <laughs> the way I look at it is, you know, the Panthers just played Atlanta. They're about to play another team within their division. I think the Saints are a little bit better than Atlanta, so I'm I, I'm going with the Saints. 
I am as well. This is my don't overthink it game of the week. It's just, I'm pulling the trigger on the saints. I, and it's funny too, because Frank, Wright, Like you essentially saw in his press conference because people were asking about, about price young. And it was essentially like, we've got bigger problems. <laughs> then It's like, man, that is, that is not a good feeling to be like, Oh yeah. I can't even worry about my rookie quarterback and his success because everything else is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a nightmare down there. Uh, Brown Steelers line is set at two and a half over under 38 and a half. How do we react to this one? Because the Steelers looked like a bunch of bums on Sunday. I unfortunately bet them. I did bet the under on that game as well. So at least we went, you know, 50% there. I thought they were going to be able to hang in there a little bit. I thought Matt Canada wasn't going to absolutely turtle and be a little bit more aggressive, but then I forgot, oh yeah, we have Kenny Pickett, who essentially they're just hoping is a gamer because nothing has been good about him in practice, apparently. He doesn't have great arm strength, so they're just hoping like you roll out the football and he's a gamer. He wasn't. And then you got this Browns offense, which I'm not entirely sure Deshaun Watson isn't absolutely cooked. Um, Like, sure, he had some nice throws. It's a bad weather game. Can't put a ton into that, but like, how do you break this one down? I don't know. Eventually, you know, we got to stop giving Deshaun. I mean, I think you agree. We got to stop giving Deshaun Watson excuses. It's like, yeah, start playing well again. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, so, yeah, I, it's tough. I mean, Kenny Pickett was just getting assaulted all last game. I, I, <laughs> I kind of think he's going to get assaulted this game as well. Um, so. That was the most terrifying clip ever. Just Miles Garrett pretending to be a hooper before he did the snap. I was like, oh my God, this dude's going to murder somebody. It's so crazy to me just how how just in their own league athletically some pass rushers are compared to the offensive line they're going up against there are like five-ish well really like three three to five-ish just total freakazoid pass rushers in the nfl where i'm just like what do you do about this person like what can you do Uh, an offensive lineman's just not athletic enough to to deal with this person garrett's one of them Uh, he is just an absolute freak he could probably play on both sides of the ball if he wanted to he could probably play any position if he wanted to he's just he's unreal and then pittsburgh has another guy who's very similar on their their side of the ball Uh, unfortunately he's always dealing with injury issues but i mean i lean cleveland just because i think they're just gonna assault kenny pickett i just they're gonna kill him i a hundred percent agree with that um so that wraps it up for us uh, anything before we go thoughts, picks stuff board. I, I mean, I really feel pretty confident about the saints. I feel pretty confident about the chargers and I always get scared being confident about the chargers, but I, I just feel good about them. Dude, if they can't pull this out, I may have to go to chargers rehab wait, because wait. I have been just <laughs> wait till next week. It's chargers Vikings. I mean, they're just oh, twins God. pointing at each other. <laughs> The Spider-Man gift. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. I love that. That'll be a good one to break down. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to go Chargers saints. I got the Bengals in there. Um, I've got my bucks and I got green Bay as of right now. Well, I don't love the board, but that's what I've got as of right now. I'll tweet out any more picks um, later in the week. You know, we've got, we're watching that, that Patriots injury report. So make sure you're following at trophy kids pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And we're on TikTok now too. Fun things are happening. Um, And that will do it for us. As always, peace.